Welcome to Rediscovering Your Passion and Purpose with Patty, and I am your extreme uh, excited and motivated and inspired guest, Patty Stulen. I am the Chief Pathfinder of Pathways with Patty, and I have got to tell you, uh, the day today is a terrific Tuesday. Now, I know for most of you, you're not listening to this on a Tuesday. You're listening to it maybe on the day that it launches on a Wednesday. It doesn't matter. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I have certain words for certain days and today is a terrific Tuesday and it's been a terrific Tuesday since I got up and guess what with today's guest it just keeps getting more terrific and that is my own made-up word and I am good with that it makes me happy and hopefully it will make you happy as well but this week my guest is Stephanie Flashinsky. I don't think I said that right perfection also known as Effie she is a career coach and speaker helping women to take control of their careers and stop hating Mondays. She founded her coaching company, Career Twist, after trying to thrive but barely surviving in a toxic workplace. She realized there is more to life and wants to help women who feel stuck by the shoulds of the world to leave them behind and actually enjoy what they do. Effie, it is such a pleasure to have you here today and your perfect. Well, thank you so much, Patty, for having me. And yeah, I'm sure that they will be all over. They're like my little CE, CFOs, whatever you want to call them. They got all the other, the cuteness. Well, it's interesting. For those people that are not able to watch, if you're not on the YouTube channel right now, Effie has a question about this. Karma is a cat. And with her cat going back and forth, it, it, it's perfect. Yes. Yeah, total cat lady here. Right on. I'll have to connect you with my niece because she, her, her, she go, her name is Katie, but she goes by Katie. So, oh, that's so, so, up until for about the past couple of weeks even though it's been uh, when you're hearing this I know you're not hearing this pod this episode in October but it is October right now and it has been extreme we've been having a heat wave uh mm-hmm. in the 90s and and stuff so it's like okay I thought this was fall not summer but it, <laughs> but here in the high desert it's like uh for the most part we have winter and we have summer and then we have like two weeks of fall and two weeks of spring you know with wind <laughs> that happens throughout it but i am not complaining one bit it is a yes. glorious day to be alive that is for sure yes. um so so effie with with all of that said uh, i would love for you to share your story uh with our audience because i know that you've had some challenges and some obstacles and through all of it uh you have come through it with lots of life lessons and uh not only have you learned lessons but now you are helping others as uh in the intro especially where it talked about uh helping people take control of their careers and stop hating Mondays. I think that is wonderful. And the other thing that really stood out for me is who feels stuck by the shoulds of the world to leave them behind and actually enjoy what they do. So with that said, please tell us your story and where you are today. Well, I started out, uh, my my journey really starts out in college where I was a theatrical studies major. I thought I was going to have this Broadway career. I was going to tour. I was going to travel and be on stage. And I had all of these ideas and it never happened. I still am lucky enough to perform in my community theater and I love it. But I always felt hmm, this isn't happening. This isn't it. This is the career I thought I chose and it didn't happen. What's next? So 
I went, did some internships, ended up just working random jobs. I love to tell my clients that my resume is a masterclass in randomness. I've done after-school teaching, drama teaching. I taught dance lessons for a while. So I really stayed in the arts. And then, of course, data entry, administrative assistant. I was a catering salesperson for a while. So I sold wedding and events and intimate weddings and really a journey. And I would say it has definitely been a journey of what do I really want to do and never knowing. Mm-hmm. I always thought I, I sat there and I was like, I am in my, well, now 30s still then, like, you know, just a few years ago being like, I'm in my 30s. Like all these people I see have these careers. I was with um, in my catering job. I was with people. My boss was an intern at the company and worked her way through to director. My husband has at the company for 11 years and worked his way up from supervisor manager to, you know, general manager. And mm-hmm. I saw all these people. I'm sitting here going, I I, I can't, what, I'm, what is wrong with me? I I must be flaky. I'm a terrible employee. I'll never be happy. And just really every day was such a struggle. I ended up in a terrible workplace that was toxic with a toxic employee or a toxic coworker. And just in a toxic place where it just every day was daunting. I, I, I remember crying and just being like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be there. I'm not feeling fulfilled. I feel like I have no pathway. Um, it was the point where a my trainee who was hired a year before was a, promoted above me. And that was embarrassing. And I was just like, I this is not it. This is not the place I want to be. Um, it was really the pandemic for all of the lessons it taught us. It taught me that that was not where I want to be. And even though it took me a while after the pandemic to get somewhere, it still taught me that there there is more to life than what the career ladder tells us mm-hmm. and what the career ladder says we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And that it's not always some people at work, my husband, happy as can be, loves it. My director loves where she's at, but it, it doesn't work for everyone, but we're sold this lie that you must get an entry job, a go to school mm-hmm. and make sure you're getting a degree. And then you should get a job in that degree. And then you should be working your way up. That is, it works for some people and it's great for them. It doesn't work for all of us. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we, we don't get told that there are other ways, Mm -hmm. you know, we watch TV, we watch movies, and this is the way to be a successful person. And I think that that was a hard life lesson I had to learn. And I want to help people understand that there is more to life than just climbing a ladder. A, like I am not the same person I was at 18 when I chose my major, nor 20 when I entered the workforce. And believe me, my hair and my like, I always joke that my hair and my clothing are thankful that I am not the same person back in <laughs> the early 2000s, the 2010s. And stuff. I, I think <laughs> I, I, I believe most of us could make that same statement. Yeah. So it's like we all grow, our fashion grows mine on our jobs too. And, you know, what we do, and we discover so much about ourselves while we're working that we really get stuck in this. Well, I'm not happy here, but this is what I should be doing. So right. really helping my my clients say, hey, there is more to life. Like, let's let's look at other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know, um, so, so many of the things that that you, you just mentioned, uh, first of all, talking about the, the should ofs. I know that uh, one of the things when I was teaching, I would have so many um fellow colleagues come up to me because I was an activities director for 20 years. So I was the one that was in charge of the fundraisers at the school and the dances and the assemblies and all that sort of thing. So it was very easy, or at least many people thought that they could come and tell me what I should be doing. And my last couple of years that I was teaching, when they would come up to me and and they'd say, Patty, you should blah, 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 or Patty, you should. And I just finally just started saying, first of all, do not should on me. And they, and I mean, it would stop them immediately. It's like, and and I don't think at first they, they knew what I said. (laughs) It's like they wanted clarification. I said, do not should on me. I said, if you have, if there is a problem or a complaint, then before you share that, 
I want you also to have a possible solution to the problem. Because many times I knew that there was an issue or there was a problem and I was trying to figure it out myself, but like to try to find other people that would help with it, that was almost impossible. So, so I understand that part about people shooting on you. But one of the things that I, I enjoy about what you're just saying is that we also put that on ourselves because we believe because of the things that we see now on social media of course in my day when I was in my 20s or 30 there was no such thing mm -hmm. as any of this but still we we put society's shoulds on ourselves like you said we should be going to school we should be getting a degree we should be doing we should be getting married we should be having children on and on and on and I will say in many of those standpoints, uh, not that I, I considered myself a black sheep of the family, but as far as a female on both sides of my family, I was breaking new ground because I was going against the should haves because most of the women, pretty much all of the women uh, in my on both sides of my family, once you graduated high school, you found a husband, you had children, you are full-time wife and mom. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that because mm -hmm. that's exactly the path that my mother took. And I am, I am a magnificent product from having a full-time mom yeah. because I was privileged and blessed. So I'm not saying anything wrong about that. I just knew for me, I wanted to go to college. I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to have a you know degree. I chose not to get married. I chose not to have children because teaching was the best birth control for me. <laughs> but, but, but aside from that, yeah. it, it is very, very tough because you feel like um, because you're going against the grain, is there something wrong with you? And there isn't yes. anything wrong with you. Yeah. And I think what you said is important. You know, if that is the life you want, where so there is, I had a friend who, you know, she did go to college, but she, she was like, I really just want to get, I want to get married. And I'm like, that's great for you. Mm -hmm. The important part is I want to, what I want for my life. Yeah. And, you know, I, I thought I was going to get married earlier. I always wanted to get married. We didn't get married till we were, I don't know, I was last year. It was just like 34, 33. How old am I? Oh my goodness. It's like, <laughs> I hit 30 and totally forgot. It's like, ah, it's fine. I'm just in the 30s. But, you know, it's, it's, we thought we would get married earlier. My husband and I were together for like almost a decade, actually over a decade. So, you know, it's, it's what the important part is taking that and saying, what I want for my life, I think is the most important part of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, there were people and there's several people who are like, I, I just saw it on a Instagram or something where this lady's like, I live like a 1950s housewife. And I'm like, does it work for you? Are you happy? Are you in a safe place? That is all that matters. And if that is yes, yes, and yes, then good for you. Yes, mm -hmm. please do. Like, yes, you know, I, yes. I, it's not what I want for my life. It's not where I think I would find myself being happy, but you know, if that works for you, then I power to you. I think you should go full force into it. And I think that is the important part, taking what you want and putting your whole heart and soul into it. Oh, amen to that. And, you know, uh, the other thing too, that, that you kind of touched upon uh, during your story is part of those should have societal should haves does happen, especially when you are in high school, because already, uh, and, and I know as an educator, uh, you know, you start asking the question of your kids, your students, you know, what is it that you want to do? You know, you need to, you need to start preparing for that now. Mm -hmm. um, where I differ from a lot of what the state mandates were, and I know our school was only going along with what the, the state mandates are, is they were going with the attitude that every single kid kid is going to go to higher education. Yeah. Not every kid is meant to go on to higher education. Some are going to trade school. Some are going to into military. Some are just going out into the workforce. And so I know for those of you listeners out there right now, you've heard me say this many times before, but I really think that we're doing a, a, a disservice to our youth by, by trying to cram them all into 
one single mold of going on to higher education. Uh, And and I'm very blessed that I did it because I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I knew the expectations, so I needed to do that. But I also know that school was not easy for me. It was my extracurricular activities and electives that kept me in school because I knew my parents said, you keep that B average or the electives and the athletics goes away. That was my life. So you could bet I was going to work very, very hard. And that meant getting tutors and everything else for the academic part. My point is, I, I believe that we need to focus on creating the best citizens and people, well-rounded people that we can possibly do. And through that experience, then let, let our youth figure out what is it that they want to do and maybe give them some options and give them some opportunities to do field work, so to speak, out in the real world to get some experience through, you know, job and and opportunity programs. And I know that there are many schools across the country that do have that. I know in my area where I taught, that was not really a very big option for our Mm -hmm. kids. But I think that when if that mind shift started, where like you said, you learned early on that you were basically burning out. It was not, you were not being fulfilled with what you thought you, you should be doing of climbing that ladder. And with the pandemic, I know there was a lot of people that discovered this is not my passion and it is not my purpose. I'm not sure what that is. But I think if we start giving our youth more opportunities to explore, then maybe that burnout part won't happen as quickly. And for those of us that are old, older, uh, I know for us, the, the expectations were once you start that career, you stick with it, whether you like it or not. And I will say, I never felt that way, but when I did burn out at 55, I really did not know what my identity was anymore. Yeah. And I think that that you touched on it. It's really important to say that you can make a change if this is not working for you, because how do you know till you try it? You know, I, I didn't know until I was really trying, I was traveling and auditioning and I didn't realize until I was doing that, how a, I really didn't have the chutzpah or the like strength or the guts to really make this a living and to go out and be judged on my talent and all of that every day versus like a hundred women who look exactly like me, which there are, (laughs) I love my theatrical performance and I love, you know, the actors and following their journeys, but it just wasn't for me. I just didn't have that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I discovered that, Wait, you know, later when I was trying to do all this stuff, having a job, trying to travel and audition and go, I went to New York and saw, and I just like remember walking in a room and going like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't it. I, I would love theater and I want to actually perform. So, you know, community theater it is, I'm going to use my skills on other things. So, but understanding that we don't know until we start doing it, you know, if you're like, Hey, I think I'm going to like an admin job, I'm in an office job try it. and then you get there and you're like, Oh, I, I do not mm-hmm. like this, that yeah. it is okay. That right. is okay to push and hit a wall and say, cause we always say like, Oh, you've got to push through this wall. You've got to like, you know, push through the obstacles. It's okay to be like, this is one I'm not, okay. I'm not going to, you know, as long as you try and you're not yes. like, I'm just going to give up at the first, like, and I think that's the difference between passion and, you know, purpose and, you know, is passion is really easy to say, you know, that can change so easily. Like, oh, I was passionate about painting for a while. I thought that was it. And then I was like, I'm bored. Time to change on to something else. And, Mm -hmm. you know, purpose is what's going to keep you in your big why, you know, what is your why? It doesn't have to be as detailed as my why is to create spreadsheets all day. It's my why is to, you know, give data to, you know, whatever you want it to be. So I think really digging deep and, you know, drilling yourself on what you really want to do and what experiences that you love and, you know, even know things that you do not want in any way, shape or form. I do not want to sit at a desk all day. Mm -hmm. It's not good for me. It's not healthy for me. And there are people who are really good at that and have, please, please, you can take my desk. It is fine. It is. It's a standing desk. It's pretty, but like you can have it. (laughs) I do not like being at a desk all day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, knowing 
both sides that this is what I love to do. These are the tasks that I'm good at. And usually when we're good at something, we enjoy it, Mm -hmm. you know, and these are the tasks that I could do that I'm not, you know, enjoying, but I could do, and it's okay. It's not going to hurt me. And these are the tasks that if I could never do that again, I'd be a happy camper. Uh So it's really a knowing that we can make a change and that, you know, when we come up against those really knowing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, speaking about sitting at a desk, it, it reminded me I was in college and um, moving right along the my, my expectations and everybody else's of what you needed to do to become a teacher. And I remember one, my, one day my dad said to me, because my dad worked for Southern California Edison, and he said, you know, Patty, um, uh, being a teacher, you're really not going to make that much money. And I'm really concerned about, you know, your future with that and with the amount of money that very little money that you will make. And, and I could, I could get you on at Edison and you would make a whole lot more money and the benefits would be a whole lot better. And during those days, we're talking, this is in the eighties, the early eighties. And, um, I knew in those days, pretty much my options were being a secretary or I, I think they call it a, a, an executive's assistant or something, mm-hmm. however you want to place it. And I just thought of myself sitting behind a desk for eight hours a day, uh, almost 12 months out of the year. And mm-hmm. I knew that was not for me. And I also knew that I wasn't going into teaching for the money. I had already, I, I was blessed with so many wonderful teachers that during my breaks and stuff, I could come back and do field work before I even had to do it in college. And I knew what the expectations were. I knew that you did not get paid 12 months a year. I did know that during summers off and a spring break or winter break or whatever, teachers don't get paid during that time. Mm -hmm. So those of you out there that think that that's what happens, it Mm -hmm. doesn't. Through all of that, I knew that teaching was my passion and purpose because I, on my own, had done my own research and field work to experience that. And as much as I, I loved my dad for that suggestion because he was concerned about me financially I already knew in my heart it wasn't about the money it was about following my heart and what my passion was I love that that opportunity yeah and I I think that's you know important to note too is you know there are going to this is you know can be really nice and we all want it like that you know I love job I love job but there are you know sometimes and some days and some people that aren't going to have that opportunity, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think the difference is knowing that if that is it, then there has to be a bigger why. And it could be, you know, sorry, my washer is going off at the most inopportune time. And that's okay. That's (laughs) real, that's real life. And that's what I love. about. We are in real life here. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to meet this. Um, So, but knowing that that your why is not always about your job. Like it, it can be, I am just here to make my, you know, a students, I'm here to help people. And that, that is enough. And that if your why is so strong, it will carry you through anything you can do. So Evie, when you're, when you're working with people, is that pretty much where you, you know, they come to you and say, you know what, this is what I've been doing. I'm burnt out. Or maybe they haven't been doing anything. They just kind of been, you know, not, not knowing what to do. And they come to you, they want to work with you because they need to find what their passion and purpose is or rediscover their passion and purpose. Is that where you start with people is with their why or, or how do you begin with somebody when, when they start with you or, or just want to talk with you? Yeah. I usually actually start with burnout because a lot of my clients are burned out. They're, you know, they're the point where they're just like, I can't do this anymore. If I spend another day here, I'm going to pull my hair out. So we start with what is causing burnout because it's not the same for everyone. You know, people usually think burnout is because I'm so busy and I'm just tired and that's it. And that's not always it. Sometimes it is that, you know, you maybe have an unfilled purpose or you're feeling unfilled if it work or you know maybe and boredom can also you know if you're at a job we're just not doing anything you know I, I heard a study where and I'd have to look it up but it is they did a study where construction workers or somebody was asked to move dirt from one area to the other and then just move it back and you're like oh I'm getting paid like a high salary it'll be great I'm just like moving dirt and a lot of them quit because they didn't have a purpose Mm-hmm. because we're feeling burned out. So, you know, usually we'll, we start with like, why are you feeling burned out? What are you, 
what is your current situation that is not working and why? Because to know that, because if you don't get to the bottom of the the issues, then you will just end up in there. It is a cycle. You'll just end up in that mm-hmm. issue again. So really working at that and then looking at things you love to do, looking at your strengths, looking at your why, what does, you know, the simple question of what does success mean to you? You know, mm-hmm. does it mean money or does it mean simply just having to come home and have dinner with your kids. Is that success? Like I'm able to get off, go pick my kids up at work or at school and come home and cook them dinner. You know, what does success look like to you? So really making sure that we're solving current issues so that we can move forward because you really cannot start a healthy life in a bad burned out space and in rage and rage quitting and things like that, or rage, you know, applying Mm -hmm. like things like that, you can't start a healthy life there. So really solving those issues and then moving on to, I love vision boards. I'm all about that. I know that sounds so woo woo, but I love it because I Mm -hmm. love, I think if you develop what you want and have it in your mind, that also comes from, I think a theatrical thing of like, I'm going to put myself in this space and I'm going to, if I want to be uh, an entrepreneur, what would an entrepreneur do? Would they get up an hour before, you know, they're supposed to be at work, get dressed and go right to work? Or would they get up a little earlier, do something for their business and then move on? Or, Hey, I want to be a comf- a writer. You know, that's one of them. I want to be a writer, you know, would a writer just sit there and do nothing? Or would they say, Hey, I'm going to write a page a day. And mm-hmm. that would make my choice. So I think that comes from my theatrical background of this is the, for lack of better terms, a character I want to be. What would that character do and what would that person do and what choices would they make? I totally believe in, it's almost the fake it till you make it kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know, you, it really is like if you start embodying those, because if you write a page a day, then suddenly, you know, even a month, you've written 30 pages. That's more than I usually ever write. Mm-hmm. Um, I never want to write. <laughs> um, I'm a performer. But, um, you know, you're really becoming that. You are, you can call yourself a writer if you are writing a page a day. And then mm-hmm. it gets easier and easier. And then they're just going to start you know, snowballing into it. So solving it, but then thinking of the future, present mm-hmm. then future, I think are the ways to go. Well, and with you mentioning the the vision boards, one of the things I, I thought was interesting the other night, I was watching a, a show that my friend Robin had me uh, watch that she thought I'd enjoy. And this one character goes over to her friend's house and she, she sees that he finds out that he has a vision board. And so she says to him, you know, oh my God, is this one of those vision boards? And he, <laughs> and he acts very, very embarrassed because, oh, you know, yeah. it wasn't something that he, you know, that it was just his little thing. And, and he says, well, yes, it's, it's, it's my goals. It's my intentions. And so she, she kind of makes fun of him, but we find out later on in the episode that in reality, she's almost jealous of the fact that he created that vision board and he has, because the other thing that she had is she was asking him questions about the pictures he had put on this Mm -hmm. board and he's kind of like justifying it to her. Not that he has to, but that that's what he's doing. You feel like it. Yeah. And like I said, later on, then, then we find out she's almost jealous of the fact that he has goals and intentions for his future. And she realizes she doesn't. That she, yeah. she's never done that for herself. And I think um, that's one of the really, because I'm a big proponent of setting goals and intentions and making vision boards. And, and I really find that um, that when we take that time, and it really doesn't have to be much time, you can either write, you know, just cut out the words or the mm-hmm. picture, or you could draw a really bad stick figure yeah. to get it on a board and just have it someplace where you can look at it because the the saying of dream it, believe it, achieve it really is true when you create that. And I really think that that helps you create a roadmap, uh, you know, that I call in my business pathways with Patty, it does create a roadmap for you Uh, or GPS. If you want to use it in today's, (laughs) yeah. We, we, we all need need that that assistance assistance and it, and same yeah. thing just like writing one page a day to become a writer even if you start out with a piece of paper that you just put one picture or one word on it every day by the end of the week in seven days now you have seven things on a vision board yeah that it, it's amazing what that will do for you. 
Yeah. Well, I think it's the thing that your, your brain, it, we achieve what we focus on. So, you know, it's, if I'm focusing on just my nine to five, let's say that you have aspirations to be, you know, a writer or an entrepreneur or something. If you're focusing on your nine to five, that's where your energies will go 100%. And that's great. If that is your, your vision, you're like, I want to be a CEO. I want to grow in this company. I want to be that. But what happens is if you create a vision board and if you create, even if I don't care if it's like, I'm taking a post note, I'm writing my goal and I'm putting it up. I'm one who I think you need. I love to like have it completely visualized. Like I want to know where you, I want to know where you are. You want to live. I want to know if it's in the country. I want to know if it's in the city. I want to know. I want you to be able to step in and like smell your house at that point. Like I want it that mm-hmm. clear. Mm-hmm. Um and to drive some people insane, but it does work. It does. I promise you it does. And this is coming from somebody who like literally creates worlds on stage. It does work 100%. But, you know, even if it is a start with a post-it note that says, I want to be the president of my company and you stick it, stick it where you can see it every day because your brain will start looking at it and your brain will start putting your energy towards it. And that's the important part. That's why vision boards work. I know we always go like, oh, so woo woo and manifestations. And the important part is, and whether you call it the universe or God or whatever it is, your energy, you will put it towards that. And you will say, this is what I want. And you will start working. You'll make those decisions unconsciously at some point where you'll be like, Mm-hmm. Well, I have, I'm on a fork in a road and, you know, I, I like to, I like to think of it as hiking because we're out hikers, you know, it's, you have to have, you have, you should at least know where you're going. Is this a loop? Am I going out to a waterfall and back? But if you just randomly drive to a trailhead and you just start walking, you are most likely going to get lost and you are not going to know when you need to get back. And that's where bad things happen. So it is very much like hiking. You need to get your trail map. You need to at least know where you're going. A, please let people know where you're at. That is a safety ASA, but it is also very important because in your visions and your goals, you should let people know only people that are going to support you and come find you when you're lost, but people that support you because they're going to be there for you. You are going to need help. And honestly, the fun thing is if you tell people, Hey, like I did it when I wanted to start my podcast, I said, I am starting my podcast. I put it out on Instagram and it was the scariest thing. I said, this is when I'm starting it. I'm launching my first one on this day. And then people responded and I had friends eat like text me back saying like, that's exciting. I was like, Oh no, now I have to do it. <laughs> no, but it did. So that's, I, I like to consider it with hiking, know where you're going, know where your roadmap is, know where your destination is and tell people that are going to support you. And I promise you it will happen and it mm-hmm. will be there and it will be wonderful. And you are just going to wake up one day and go, Oh my God, you'll look at your vision board and say, I have that. And you'll get to take it down and create a new one and then start Mm -hmm. over again. And that's what we do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, you know, like with my vision board for this year, pretty much, I mean, things are happening. But one of the things that I put on my vision board at the beginning of the year was before the year was over, I was hoping to get a new fur baby. And um, but that that isn't going to happen because the one fur baby that I have, the vet has told me it will not be a good thing. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was crushing. My point Mm -hmm. being that it's okay to have things on your vision board that may not happen in, in the timeline that you originally set. It does not mean that it can never Mm -hmm. happen. It just means that the timing right now may not be the correct timing. So it doesn't mean that you can't have it on your vision board or, or that also doesn't mean, well, you're a big fat loser. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I I saw a quote that said, don't change the destination, change the path. Because just because that's good. So there's one again. Say say that again. Don't change the destination, change the path. And what I equate that to is if you were going on vacation, say I'm driving to Florida and then suddenly that road is closed, I'm not going to go like, well, there goes my vacation to Florida. I can't go because the highway is under construction. I'm going to say, well, I guess I have to veer off and find a new, you know, new way. You, mm-hmm. you are, and that is so important. And I love that. That is, that is, you know, talking about all this, it's, you're not a failure in any of this. If you right. get to a job and you're sitting here like, oh my God, I hate this every day. You are not a failure. That is not on you. Mm-hmm. That is you, your universe, God, whatever you want to call it, signaling to you that this is time for a change. 
Mm-hmm. And that, you know, it, it could take time and maybe we don't know what's going on. So you, you say like, hey, at the end of the year, I want this. But you're right. That's not the path that's laid out for you. And that's not what's going to happen. And that is 100 percent OK. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful and it's perfect. And it is OK to take time and say, let's reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Yep, most definitely. Now, but if you, you do want like fur babies, I can I have three of them. I can send you, by the way, <laughs> to in there. Just okay. so you know, they're all asleep right now. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> um, okay, one of the things that you mentioned a few moments ago earlier was about your support system and, and, mm-hmm. and how important your support system is. But we also know that sometimes with our support system and people who we believe are our support system um, may yuck our wow, as I say, or become mm-hmm. a naysayer. So in those situations, what, you know, when that happens to you or it happens to one of your clients, what what do you do and what is your recommendation for how to respond to those yuckers or those naysayers? Yeah, I will tell you it sucks and it feels terrible and it will scare you, but I want to let you know that it's usually most of it is because they're scared mm-hmm. and you just have to say, "Hey, they're scared. They're going to speak fear into mind. And most times it's because they, they want the best for you. You know, I like to believe that most people, you know, if, especially if you're telling your family or your spouse or your significant other or a friend, they're saying it out of fear for you and fear for themselves mm-hmm. because they're, they don't, they don't know they're they're Some people are really good at like walking into darkness and saying, I will find a path. And some are like, no, I need my lantern. I need everything. And understand that. I, I think that's the first thing is understand it. It most likely is coming from love and is most likely coming from a place of their fear. Don't let that, that speak fear into you because mm-hmm. at that point I would say like, Hey, you know what? This is someone that maybe I shouldn't talk to you know, talk about with this for now. Like it could and later, you know, it could be somebody who like, Hey, I, Ma, you, you said your dad, like, you're like, I want to be a teacher. And your dad's like, oh, maybe, oh, oh, no. And it was fear out of you and fear of love. Like, I want, I want the best for you. And so really it's, it's sometimes I wouldn't tell a bunch of people. I wouldn't go, you know, we always say like, tell the world until you feel comfortable. Tell a few people, tell someone, you know, is going to support you. Um, sometimes spouses aren't that and it sucks and you want to tell your spouse everything. Um, I'm very lucky to have a supportive one who I'm like, I'm going to do this. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's definitely, that's you. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> um, sure. Why not? But he, he does speak fear into it sometimes because he's very detail oriented where I'm very big picture. So I always have to talk to him and say like, Hey, just let me dream real quick. I just need mm-hmm. to get my dream out there and I need you to dream with me. And then I go to my lovely stepmom, who is my biggest supporter. And I say, hey, this is what's at. And she's like, I'm going to tell her she celebrates with me. She'll celebrate everything. She'll be like, great, let's do this. So know where you can go and know that, you know, Patty, I'm sure you're there. I'm always here. You can always come to, Mm -hmm. I'm sure one of us DM Mm -hmm. and say like, this is what I want to do. And I will sit there and be like, oh my God, that's brilliant. That's let's do it. Like I will be your biggest cheerleader because I believe in you 100%. And I know you too, Patty. Like, it's just like, we will find those people. And if it is an online group, you know, there are tons ones for whatever you want to be writers, entrepreneurs. If you want to be a teacher, there are online support groups, find those people too. So mm-hmm. it, it maybe takes some trial and tribulation to understand who you can, can support you and who can be there. But, um, it usually it I, I think the important part is knowing that it, it will come from love and it does come from their fear for you. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody would if if I told somebody I'm gonna type rope across the Grand Canyon, they would probably be like, oh, what <laughs> you are so clumsy, you shouldn't be doing that. So knowing that 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 also comes from a place of love, it's kind of like right. that situation. Right. I I think in stories. <laughs> I love it. No, I, I think I, in pictures. No, <laughs> I, I, I love that. That that's like I've shared with many of my friends that when I read a book. Uh, I, I create a movie in my head and, yes. and one of the best, best things that I ever, that validated that was when I had read, I think the first three or four Harry Potter books and they came out with the first movie. And I was so afraid to see the movie because I knew, I knew in my head what the characters looked like, what Hogwarts looked like, blah, 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 on and on. And I went into the theater and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, 
oh my gosh, this is exactly how I envisioned how I ran this movie in my head. They and, stole it from me. <laughs> no, no, I, I validated myself. That's awesome. Yeah. I did, you know, so yeah. I love the fact that you sh- that you share these stories. But when you just mentioned about dreaming, what is it that you, where do you think we as adults, where is it that we feel like we stop dreaming like we used to do when we were a kid. And, and, and why, why do people, why do you feel that most people stop that as adults? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah. Cause we, we, we stop dreaming. And I think a lot of it is when we are possibly late middle school, early high school, when we're starting to be like, what do you want to do in college? I I, I have siblings. Mm-hmm. I have siblings are 16 and I do it. And I, I try to stop. And I'm like, what are you going to, what are you going to study in college? What are you going to do? Like what, Mostly because I'm trying to get my sister to come live with me. <laughs> Not that she wants to, but I'm always like, what do you know? I, I need to help you with your career path. And I think that that's where we stop dreaming of other ways is because we feel like we're getting, you know, pushed into one path. What are you going to study? You know, usually it's not, people don't want you to say, I'm going to go in undecided to college. They're like, you have to pick something. So I feel like that is, and I think what we as adults, um, Brene Brown did a, she might've done a, someone's study, but anyway, she talked about it. One of her books is we stop playing too. We stop, Mm -hmm. you know, letting time just be unproductive. And I think that that stops us from dreaming a lot too, is, you know, as children, we, it was not uncommon to be like, I'm going to be a unicorn princess. And that's totally like, yes, <laughs> of course, of course I have this world in my head. And, you know, we stop creating these worlds and we stop creating this life that could be because we are scared that either A, we won't reach it or B, it doesn't exist. Right. And I think that that when we start to pull ourselves into one path and say that this is the only way there is when we start to lose that. And mm-hmm. most likely that, that I, I, like I said, I'm terrible at it with my siblings where I'm like, what do you want to study? What are you going to study? Yeah. You know, it's and now they, it, it was so weird. They go to the same school I did um, when I was in middle school and high school and they got um, had to choose in middle school, whether they were going to a STEM school or regular high school. And in STEM mm. school, if you went STEM path, you could bump down and that was fine, but they had to pick in like freshman before or whatever, for, before freshman, obviously, I don't remember seventh, eighth grade, whatever. You had to pick whether you were going to STEM and what you were going to study in STEM school. And I was like, they're children. They don't yes. know anything about the world. They don't know what they want to do. Most of those kids haven't had extracurriculars that push them to that. Um, but, you know, it just felt really really startling to say your life starts at, you know, seventh, eighth grade. Like that's your decision. A, here you go. You can never go back to, you know, if you go to regular mm-hmm. high school, you cannot go to STEM and you cannot get back into that path. Right. Um, and those were, I understand those were more specialized. Like if you wanted to go to automotive technician, then they really kind of pushed you towards that. But um, I, I think that, you know, it's really, it was really a, a stark contrast to like, but, but there are so many other options out there too. Like what, these are kids. And I think mm-hmm. that was like a, a startling thing. It's like, you are choosing your life as a kid. Like I said, right. I, we, we choose, we choose our major at like 18 and that's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> Thinking about like, I, there are no decisions <laughs> at 18. I should have made that made a factor in my life. There were some bad decisions at 18 and I am glad I am not with those, you know, like those, those situations again. So it's just mm-hmm. like, Oh, I, I thought that was, I just, I think that was a reality that I wouldn't doubt that that's going to, you know, when, mm-hmm. when we're five, it's like, what do you want to be? Well, I want to be, I want to, I wanted to be a spy, mm-hmm. ballerina, all that stuff. I mm-hmm. thought I was going to be the first like Shakespearean lawyer <laughs> and stuff. And I, you know, understanding that, that as we grow up, get a little more like, okay, great. That, that was really cute that you want to be a princess, but yeah. what do you really want to do? Like, right. what can we give to you? Right. So that right. we can help you. And it, it, yet again, it comes from a place of love of, we just want you to succeed. Um, but it's like, oh, if you want to be a doctor, you have to choose at five and you should start studying medicine at that point. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, we need to realize that we, we still need to play. We still yes. need to dream. We yes. still need to have these, you know, minutes and hours and days that are unproductive. And that is okay mm-hmm. because your body it needs to recharge, but you just need to dream. Yeah, You just need to dream. And that that will help you a realize that you really do love what you want, hopefully, or B, like, Hey, I think I'm going to, I think it makes a safer jump too. 
Mm-hmm. It, it makes a safer jump rather than like, I'm here, but I've never been taught how to make a change. And this right. is scary. And right. it is scary. Yeah, it is. Uh, and you know, that that's such a valid point that you're bringing up that really probably during adolescence, teenage years is is when we are, we're, we're so demanding on our youth to figure it out now mm-hmm. uh, for, for a lifetime, so to speak. And, and it does narrow, it does narrow and, and narrow the focus of what it is that you want. And I do, I do agree. Mm-hmm. I think that that dreaming process does end. And so when we do find uh, when you're in your thirties, forties, fifties, that you are burnt out uh, like myself, uh, you know, yeah. from 50 to 55, it's like, I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore, mm-hmm. but I don't, I, I, I never, I never imagined anything else to do. Cause people would even ask me if you weren't a teacher, what would you be? And I will have to yeah. say, I've always been a huge person. I love hats. I, my hat collection, everything before I moved was, was huge, <laughs> but it's like, I, I would want to be a park ranger because number one, I yes. absolutely love the hat they get to wear, <laughs> but, 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 be, but being outside in the outdoors. But I really had to think about that because I was, so focused and narrowed from six years old of knowing I wanted to be a teacher. And that was fantastic for me. However, here I am, I'm in my fifties. I don't want to do this anymore. I didn't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. So, but the great thing was through my faith, I knew God, God placed that burnout, whatever you want, want to call it, or wandering of what else I was Mm -hmm. going to do and opened over the last seven years. So many fantastic doors. The thing was, is taking the opportunity around. That's the difference. And I was willing to do that. And I was willing to be open to it as well. And I think with the pandemic, as you've mentioned with you and many others, figuring out this is not what I want to do. That's where dreaming, you need to to get that childlike wonder back and playful mm-hmm. spirit and think about, yes, you're not going to probably be a prince or princess or anything else. Not saying that couldn't happen. However, start, start going back to the, your youth and thinking about what made you happy, what brought joy into your life. Mm-hmm. And, and look into that and, and maybe go to your junior college and take a class for fun. Like I did. Oh, I think I want to learn how to the P how to play the piano. Did yes. I care that, did I care that I was 30, almost 40 years older than anybody else in the class? Yeah. No, I did not. Uh, I took a, a, a drawing class cause I'd never taken one before. And you know what, through all of these, they're, they're leading me into all these different things. You just never know. So it's not only dreaming, but when, when the universe brings you these opportunities, go for it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I started recently last year, I started taking just for fun because a, I love to fill my schedule up, but B, I was like, Oh, I need to do something. I want to, I want to learn something new. I started taking an aerial silks class and Mm. that doesn't, I don't do anything with that other than just love it. And Uh it is okay to just waste time and it's okay to take and you should like go back to you know did you love drawing when you're younger go back to that or mm-hmm. you know even if it is just tonight i am going to sit and do a puzzle let your brain turn off because your brain is such an amazing thing if you turn it off like consciously the subconscious is still going it is like working its way so a it, it rests you it rests your brain but you will just invite all of these wonderful thoughts. If you just like, I had a day yesterday, I was on, I was on the burnout yesterday and I just sat here and I'm like, I feel like I'm going to just, I think I was just putting too much into my life. And I felt, I told my husband, we were in a drive on the Blue Ridge. And I said, I think I am ready to just go catatonic for a second. So I took the day, I took my phone and I put it in the bedroom and I said, I'm going to let this go. I went outside, sat with the dog. And then I spent the whole day just reading a book Mm -hmm. and it was the most refreshing thing ever. And it is okay mm-hmm. to have those days. And those days are important. And mm-hmm. it is okay if those days aren't planned and they're spontaneous. Right. But yes, you know, it once you get to that catatonic, like I, I can't do anything, it is so much harder to refresh from there. And it takes mm-hmm. a big, a deeper one and just like a real a whole life reset. So and I think it is important what you mentioned is, you know, letting these opportunities come to you and just saying, Yes, it is, mm-hmm. yeah, let's try it. And knowing that, like, oh. 
yeah, I went and took a class in, you know, drawing and that was really fun. And, you know, this doesn't have to be my life. I could just sit here and, you know, after dinner, spend an hour doodling and my Mm -hmm. brain is just enjoying Mm -hmm. and my body is just enjoying and really knowing that that that's a lot of it's just knowing that it is okay. We don't have to be productive a hundred percent of the time because that is tiring. That's such a good, and unproductive. That's such a great point because I know for myself the last probably two years that I was teaching, what I had learned was on Sundays, uh, I would go to church, and when I came back from church, I put my pajamas back on and I had a PJ day because good. I knew without doing that, I was not going to make it through the week. And so mm-hmm. I allowed myself to either take a nap, read a book, zen doodle, or watch TV. And it was all in my pajamas. Uh, and, and for me, but I knew I still needed, I wanted, I needed to be, go to church. So that's how I started. Mm-hmm. But after that, the rest of it was a PJ day. And it was amazing what a difference that made for the upcoming week for me. Yeah, exactly. My husband and I always give ourselves one rest day. You know, we have two days off usually. So it's like you get one rest day and, you know, if you need the second one, then I'm not going to stop you. Like if you went today or yesterday and said like, I just really, but he said, I want to be productive. But if you give yourself just one rest day, start with that. And just like, I need a rest day, a day to be a, the phone goes away unless it's an emergency. Cause that can get you. Cause I know I'm like, well, I have my phone. I might as well start like, you know, creating content or let me research or hi, sir. Sorry. Cat's going across. Uh, let me research or let me do this, you know, and the phone is put that away and just do watch some TV for all I care. Like watch your getting lost in your favorite Netflix show, because, you know, it really it will set you up for a better, a better thing or a better week too. Oh, yeah. And I think you'll be able to really, you know, realize is this a job I'm burned out and I hate or is this like hey I'm just really tired at the moment and those are very different feelings oh yes yes most definitely and I think the other thing that uh, I know even in retirement that I've started doing with a a friend of mine is almost every single day uh, in the evening time we will text each other and ask each other what is your win for the win or wins for the day and, and some days I have to admit, I really have to think back on my day and search for what was that win? Because of mm-hmm. course, sadly, even positive Patty, um, has those days where, um, I don't feel like I had a win, but when she asked me, then I think back, I know that there was a win and what was it? Mm-hmm. And when I realized what that win was, what a good way to finish out my day yes. knowing, yes, this was my win. Even if it was you, you gave a little happy, a, a Hershey kiss to the, the clerk at the store telling mm-hmm. them, thank you for all you do. I greatly appreciate it. And then seeing yes. this huge smile come across their face and knowing you created a ripple effect yeah. That is priceless, you know? So, so that, that, that's been a really good habit that I've gotten into over this past year of sharing that. with somebody what my win and what their win was for the day. I love that. I'm going to take that one and just start Please it. Do. Cause we usually just like, you know, my husband will be like, do you feel like it was a successful day? And I'll be like, yeah. but I think like really nailing down and saying, this is the wind is super important. Yes. So I'm excited. I, I thank you for teaching. Yes. I'm going to take that. I'm going to use good. that. I hope yeah. you do. I think that's yes. wonderful. So, so Evie, when did you find out that you, you had a passion for helping other people? I think it's always been there. I think I loved um, leadership. Even through high school, I always got, you know, developed myself into the leadership positions, whether it was in band or mock trial or any of that. And then um, I love directing. I love, you know, seeing people develop on stage and, you know, go from what it could be into what it is and, you know, really, I think it it started really firming itself up when I was a drama teacher, after school drama teacher, and I would just watch these these kids. One of it, and I I would cry thinking about it. I was just remember this little girl who didn't speak at all. Not that she was like you know terribly shy. She's just like I don't. I'm just here. And then watching her develop through the year and get on stage and say her line as loud as her little voice would let her. When the first couple of weeks she wouldn't, she would barely say hi. She'd be like. 
and watching her just belt her like line out on stage and watching her parents just brighten and she was proud of herself really I think that was what really cemented it for me um and then ever since then I've just I think been trying to chase that in different ways Mm -hmm. and realizing that this is how I want to do it. And it took me being burned out and me being in a a terrible, toxic work environment to say, I want to help people do this. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to help people do because Mm -hmm. I love, you know, learning about workplaces. I love learning about things like that. And, you know, marrying my two passions together, I think really has, it's been a journey, but I think that just watching younger lives develop. Mm Mm-hmm. Awesome. What would you say is the best piece of advice anyone's ever given you? Um, you know what it does. I, I, this is one I tell myself all the time when I'm getting into a really sticky situation. My stepmom told it to me when I was younger and it is, you cannot make people be good people. And mm. I think that that always just lets me go. This is, you know what, I'm not going to force, because we do, we want to say like, I'm going to like fight to like, you know, my right, you know, it's, you cannot make people be good people. And that is okay. I'm going to step away. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's really good. Um, At this point in your life, what would you say that you are passionate about personally and professionally? Personally? I, I want to live. I, I just want to explore opportunities. I want to go and do things. I want to learn. I think I spent time where I was like, this is what I want to do. And this is it. I'm going to narrow myself. I want to learn everything. I want to keep going. I said, I joined Ariel Silks and, you know, just basically saying yes, every opportunity mm-hmm. professionally. Um, it's, it's helping people and saying like, and just uh, dying on this hill of like, you can make a choice. And you can have control, you know, it, it is you, you are the important part of this equation when it comes to anything. So that's, that's what I am so passionate about in my, my coaching profession and saying it, I want you to feel strong and I want you to take your power back. Oh yeah, man, that is good. Um, So what would you say that your purpose is right now, personally and professionally? Hmm. I love that because I love purpose so much more than passion. Um, I, I, my purpose is to, to not tell people what they should be doing, but letting them discover. Cause I think that is a stronger thing. Cause mm-hmm. a, I don't know. I don't know what you should be doing. You do. And mm-hmm. you have it inside you. So my purpose is helping people unlock that. And personally right now it's just to live in the moment um just be present just Mm -hmm. just be here and be happy with what i have and love Mm. just love excellent what would you say is your superpower oh i am an out of the box thinker i will (laughs) i will sit there and i'll be like well, that's what you think, but let's try this, 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 and this. So really my superpower is, I think, well, two of them. I love my energy. I am very lucky to have the energy that I have and, you know, have developed that probably throughout some experiences. And then, you know, thinking that this isn't the only way, let's find something else. If it doesn't work, there are a million other ways to do it. Yes. Yes, very good. And that is a, a, an incredible superpower. Um, how would you say that you are living your best life or as I call it, living your best dash? I love that so much. I think that's the best part, living your best dash. It's just helping people. I think um, letting myself be present, like I said, I just being here, loving the opportunities and saying yes is such a big part, but also saying yes to helping people and living my purpose and my passion. Cause mm-hmm. I think some of, most of us don't get to do that. And most of us are scared to do it. And I think being able to do that and having the life that lets me do that is, is the best thing I could ever ask for. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, I'm living in a one bedroom apartment and there are rats crawling along the floor. But if I, and you know what, people like that, good for them. But, um, you know, living in a situation that didn't make me happy, but still being able to help someone is just the best thing I could ask for in my life. Wonderful. Are there any, excuse me, any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share (laughs) with our audience? Yeah, I think it's guys, just don't be scared to take time to get to know yourself. You know, you 
you are with yourself 24 seven and it's amazing how much you don't know about yourself. So take that time, discover what you like to do and don't be scared that it might be something you didn't expect. And it might be something you're, they're learning. It's okay to be learning about yourself still, you know, it's, we don't know everything. We don't experience everything. And when you get something new, it's okay to just say like, huh, I'm going to explore that. So take your time to know yourself and learn yourself. It'll be super important. Yes, it is. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Effie, for being my guest today. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. This has been so much fun. <laughs> man, could could you please tell everyone how they can connect with you? Because I know there's going to be plenty of people listening or watching on YouTube. They're like, I need to connect with her. I want, I want her energy. I want her knowledge. Well, everyone can find me on Instagram. It's at career twist underscore Effie and Effie is E-F-F-I-E, but that's where everything's going to be. You'll be able to link from there. Um, that's where I post all my what's going on, all my things, but you can link to my website there and stuff. But yeah, just career twist underscore Effie. But I'd love to see you guys there. I would love everyone. Just come DM me. Just say hi. I love it. Just tell me like, <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be your little cheerleader. Just say, this is what I'm doing. And I'll say, yeah. Well, you can bet right now, as soon as we're done, I'm going to be doing that myself. And for those of you that have been um, been with me before, you know, and for those new ones listening and watching, uh, if you go to the description, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're on one of the 10 platforms of the podcast listening, you can go to the description and that link for Effie is right there in the description. So you can go right to the link, hit it, and you are going to get instant contact with her and because I know that you're going to want to, because I know that I will need and want to do that as well. So once again, Effie, you are a joy. You are a delight. And it is such a privilege and honor to have you as my guest today. Oh, it has been an honor talking to you. Thank you so much for all you do. Ah, very welcome. And for you out there listening, remember to subscribe and follow this podcast. And hey, go ahead and invite your family and friends to also subscribe to it as well. And don't forget to check out my website at www.pathwayswithpatty.org. Sign up for a Zoom chat with me, especially if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or you just like to chat with me about some of the other things that I offer. You can also get my free Pathway to a New Beginning Roadmap when you sign up for that call. So until we meet again, continue to live your best dash and know that life's an adventure. And I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you all.